Welcome to day 332 of Shaped by the Word. We've been enjoying uh, what many biblical scholars call the upper room discourse. Uh, as Jesus is preparing to go to the cross, he is preparing the disciples for what lies ahead, uh, comforting them both and telling them about the trouble that they will face in this world and in the immediate uh, you know, shadow of the cross, but also telling them about how he is going to the Father and will send them another advocate. And that advocate will be with them forever. We'll guide them into all truth and we'll take from the things that belong to Jesus and make them, you know, known, you know, known to us. And of course we have the wonderful chapter, you know, fifteen, that if we stay connected to him, uh, we will bear much fruit and, and prove ourselves to be his disciples and glorify the Father in, in the bearing of fruit. And all the fruit comes not from us, but from our connection to him and our deep rootedness in the vine. So we continue in that in, in uh, chapter 16. Uh, before we do, we always realize that as we come to the Word, we, we have a privilege of fellowshipping with the Father and the Son uh, and the Spirit through the Word. And, and, and the Father, Son, and Spirit are with us as we, as we read. The Spirit is guiding us into all truth and taking the Word that He breathed out through the biblical authors and, uh, and illumining it to us, making it real to us, and uh, helping us in our hearts apply it and become more like Jesus. Mm. So before we read, uh, let's pray. Katie, you mind leading us in yeah. a word of prayer? Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for what it means to us. Um, and thank you for your presence with us, your spirit um, who is guiding us and directing us and convicting us and empowering us to um, live lives of obedience and um, live lives worthy of, of the gospel. Um, we know that we can't do that on our own. So Lord, I pray that um, as we read this chapter together as your people, that you would speak to us. Um, you know what we need to hear, what each of us needs to hear. And I pray that, um, in your power and um, the fact that you know us deeply, that you would speak to us um, and show us more of your heart. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, John chapter 16, verse 1. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. I will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think that they are offering service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I've told you this so that when their time comes, you remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you're filled with grief because I've said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he'll prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. 
At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What is he meaning by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she regrets about the anguish because of the joy that a child has been brought into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I've been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I'll no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. And that day you'll ask in my name. I'm not saying that I'll ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you're speaking clearly without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and you not even need to have someone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? Time is coming, in fact has come, when you'll be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I've told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. What a fantastic note yeah. to end the chapter on. Mm-hmm. In this world, we will indeed have trouble, but we can take heart because he has overcome the world. And matter of fact, he will tell us, you know, John will tell us in uh, his first letter, his first small letter, uh, dear children, do not be afraid. Greater is the one who is in you than the one who is in the world. Mm. So an incredible section again as he continues to explain the ministry and the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, that he is he's sending. So what are some of the things that stand out, you know, from chapter sixteen? This is just a small note, but it's interesting that he says in towards the beginning, um, verse two, in fact the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they're offering a service to God. I mean, that's Paul right there, right? That's or Saul, I guess, when mm-hmm. um, Saul Saul truly thought he was doing the Lord's work when he was killing and persecuting these believers. So uh, that we see that come to fruition, which is an interesting thought. And, and of course, that's you know true in every age. There are those who think they know God, but they're as far from God as they could possibly be, mm-hmm. and their actions are more destructive to the things of God uh, than they are, uh, you know, helpful to the things of God. So persecution you know in in um in, in the church not only comes from the outside but sometimes comes from the inside as well and verse three kind of lets you know why they'll do these things because they have not known the father or me no. and well, that's really helpful because i think a lot of times um there's a huge misrepresentation of christ um and a lot of our unbelieving friends um have a terrible taste in their mouth when it comes to christianity because um, of that misrepresentation, and a lot of times um, that's ha- that's taken place because people don't actually <laughs> know the Father or Jesus, you know, who are representing Him with the name Christian. But 
we, that's probably another topic we don't need to get into. Uh, that is another topic that is indeed a, a topic that's very relevant to the world we live in. Yeah. I always enjoy verse 6. You know, rather you're filled with grief because I've said these things, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, trying to, 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 to get into the head and... and kind of the mind of the disciples here as they're sitting down and Jesus is saying all these things and and you know they're having a hard time because they finally get to the end and you know, this chapter and like finally you're speaking plainly to us you know finally we're beginning to understand some of these things but but even here I wonder what was going through their mind you know as Jesus says it's it's for your good that I go away mm-hmm. you know and they're sitting there probably thinking okay well everything you're telling us up to this point is going to lead to death you know for us like for you and for us and and trying to wrap their minds around what is this, and and you know the w- thing that Jesus points us to is the coming of the Holy Spirit. You know, it will lead to far greater things than, mm-hmm. and, and obviously we there's a lot of theology we could get into with that. But but it, that theology is meant to be practical. That that really is when Jesus says, you know, unless I go away, it's for your good that I go away. And when I go away, I will send the Advocate. You know that that this now Advocate who comes and indwells us, you know, it is. It is incredibly good, and it almost just—it rem- just makes me. It reminds me that man, at times if we have a deficient view of the Holy Spirit, we don't get to enter into the fullness of what Jesus has in mind here, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't truly understand this Advocate, and we don't—we don't ask questions of what is what is the Advocate, who is he, what is he, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, we also live as a very self-sufficient people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of confidence in our ability to make things work, our ability to figure things out, our ability to even, you know, take hold of these images in Scripture and reduce them, you know, to a few propositions and a nice, neat, you know, systematic theology. And, and of course, Jesus is using, you know, language to describe things that are far beyond our ability to comprehend so he can, you know, lead us to the edge of these realities and he can... Uh, demonstrate you know these realities you know to us uh, but the ultimate you know testing of the reality will become when they actually do receive the Holy Spirit and they realize exactly you know what he has given but it, these are uh, Jesus teaches in parables and he teaches in images the Old Testament prophets teach in parables and they teach in images and they're you know giving us a glimpse of truths that are far you know too great for us to understand but even in what we do understand we're so deeply in a blast uh i love you know i don't know that i could do what you know jesus is asking them to do rejoice because he's going away Mm -hmm. Uh, that would be really hard to do if you'd had a you know a physical relationship with jesus known him you know over these years as your mentor your teacher your best friend uh you know roasted fish together told jokes together uh saw him kind of shaking his head laughing at you and all of these things and it'd be hard to let go of that but but we need to hear their words as to you know to our advantage that he is reigning in heaven and we have a far more profound experience of his presence now through the holy spirit than they did Mm -hmm. when jesus you know was physically with them and and we rejoice in that Mm -hmm. and and we've mentioned this and, and we probably ought to mention it every time we see the word the word advocate is one of many words and of course that's one of many things that you know uh, the spirit does for us as he prays for us according to paul and you know romans 8 with groanings that are far too deep from words and uh, many times in my own prayer life i just pause and say whatever it is that the lord is praying for me whatever it is the spirit is praying for me 
you know, may be, may those be the kind of prayers that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. But he's doing so much more than that. And the word is a, a parakaleo or paraklete, someone who is alongside you every step of the way in, in all of your needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an ever-present help in, in our time mm-hmm. of need. And I love how verse 12 shows us um, just some of the compassion of Jesus towards his disciples. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Um, he knows that there's so much information to pass on to them that they can't understand it all. They can't hold it all. Um, and so I love that he he says that. He, he stops. He knows that if he were to keep going, it would be too much. But then he says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And I love that. He will guide them into the truth. Um, and Jesus and will And show them the what truth. is to come, which is a promise mm-hmm. that is unique for the disciples or the apostles as they record his word and bring his word to us and of course give us a glimpse you know as john will you know into into the future uh, but it applies to us in a, in, in a secondary sense that as we look to the words that they have recorded in the future that he has revealed to him to them the holy spirit brings those truths you know home to us in a, in a rich in, in a deep way mm-hmm Love the, the you can't help but even just in this upper room discourse, you know, hearing the words of Jesus and seeing some of the themes he repeats, you know, the, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And again, you know, we mentioned this um, on Monday, but he says, uh, Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. You know, that, that this. It's not just a singular kind of like dispensation where Jesus says, "I'm going to be seated. I'll send the Spirit, and like I'm done with you." You know, <laughs> but but there is this 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 prayer, this participation. You know that that we get to enter into the communion. You know, with this triune God that that you know we get to interact with the Father and the Son. You know, by mm-hmm. the Spirit and. And we get to ask, and you know, obviously we read that and we're like, well, I've prayed for some things and Jesus never answered it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's tensions there, but I mean, that is the heart of, of Jesus towards us, is that we would be people who boldly ask in yeah. his name. Until now, you've not asked anything in my name, ask, and your joy will be complete. Uh, the more you turn to me and the more you allow me to be your provision and the more you see my provision manifesting itself in your life. I don't know why I use the word manifest as a little King James word there, but uh, <laughs> anyway, sometimes you, you just have to do exactly. King James to be profound. Uh, anytime, you know, his provision becomes real in our life, you know, our joy is complete because we have looked to him and not to ourselves and we found his resources so much more adequate. One little thing we ought to point out, you know, in, uh, uh, as we close is, you know, in verse 8, he talks about the work of the Spirit in the world, not only the work of Spirit in us, mm-hmm. as he's guiding us into all truth and helping us to understand the things that are, you know, to come. It says when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong. Usually our translations are, are convict, but it's that much stronger sense of convict. He, he will show that, uh, you know, that their ideas about sin and righteousness and judgment are all wrong. And, and I love that line, you know, uh, about sin because people do not believe in me. And that's the one thing we need to know about our sin more than anything else, that through him uh, we have a solution to our sin, uh, both the presence of sin, the power of sin, and even future it, sin altogether about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and He is the picture of righteousness and about judgment 
everything in this world stands condemned along with the prince uh, of this world. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's already told us in chapter three that he didn't come to condemn the world, but the world through him, you know, might be saved. So a lot more here, you know, than we uh, have been able to touch in in these 15 minutes. But (laughs) whether you just read this on the surface or dive deep in it, it is comforting every every step of the way. Such a wonderful passage of scripture. Mm. Matt, do you mind uh, closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wonderful truths of your word. We thank you um, indeed that, that all these things have come to pass and um, that Jesus is ruling and reigning right now at your right hand and, and the advocate has come. Uh, and Father, we thank you for the comfort uh, given to us in, in this passage and, and also the, the necessary conviction, um, the conviction that has brought us um, out of sin and, and drawn us to you. And we thank you for the, um, the salvation we have in Christ Jesus. Uh, we thank you that as we head towards the cross in John's gospel, um, we're reminded of um, all, all that you have done to accomplish our salvation and, and, and all that is ours in you. And, and so would you pl- apply those realities to our heart? Help us to live in light of who you are and what you've done um, and help us to draw near to you um, by your spirit. And Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.